0: While they're passing those out, go ahead and take your Bible. Turn it to the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 15. 1 Corinthians and chapter 15. Chapter 15 in the Bible is called the resurrection chapter. It's the chapter that tells us that if there is no resurrection, how terrible it will be. But if the resurrection is true, how wonderful it will be. So you have the negative and you have the positive. And one of the things that I want you to see there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want you to look in verse 58. Because verse 58 is where we are headed to that last verse. So we're going to start off with the last verse so you'll know where I'm going. If you have one of the church Bibles, it's on page 1228. And the Bible's right there in the pew in front of you. And if you need to look on, I think you would enjoy it. In verse 58, it says, Therefore, in other words, if the resurrection is true, if it's true, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In other words, it's not in vain to serve God. It will be worth it all. Now, that's a tremendous verse. In other words, if the resurrection is true, it's amazing how many people say, Oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the cross. I believe in this death, burial, and resurrection. And then they live like the devil, like it doesn't matter one iota that all this, what if it's true? If it's true, there is a heaven. If it's true, there is a hell. If it's true, Christ did die and pay for the sins of the world. And it answers a lot of questions. There's a Book in the Old Testament called the book of Job. Job was having a bad day. Then lost a lot of stuff. He lost his health. He lost his wealth. He lost 10 children in one day. He lost it. He had a few questions on his mind. Like, why? Is there life after death? If a man dies, shall he live again? Shall he live again? And when a man dies, shall he be just with God? How can a man be just or right with God? Because he knew in his mind that he had served the Lord with all of his heart, as much as he knew he was doing all this right, and nothing was happening right. Everything was going wrong. Where is there just with God? If there is no life after death, if there is no life after death, all of your loved ones that have died, you will never see again if there is no life after death. There is no justice in this world if there is no life after death, if the Bible is not true. And there is no real purpose in life And we're really just a bunch of animals to do whatever we want to do and power will make right. And that means there is no consequences beyond the grave for anything if there is no resurrection. Believe it or not, these statements that I'm making are made right in the Bible. I didn't make them up. I want you to look there in chapter 15 and look in verse 1. In verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. I used to wonder, how can I believe in vain? If I believe it, how can I believe in vain? If there is no resurrection... He said, I preached the gospel unto you, this is good news. But if there's no resurrection, there is no good news. There is no gospel. He also says here in verse 3 For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas and Then of the twelve, and after that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. Last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but Christ, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, so ye believed. Now, if Christ be not, or if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. Your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. You are yet in your sins. Then they also, which are fallen asleep in Christ, are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. And this is why there are people who are living their lives as though there is no God. Christ is not real, He did not come back from the dead. And they live their lives based upon whatever makes them happy, whatever they want to do with their lives, as though. None of this is good. None of this is true. Take your Bible, throw it in the trash can and do whatever you want to do. But if it's real, that changes everything. If Christ really came back from the dead, that changes everything. It means everything that he said is the truth. I um, wrote a few little things down here for you just from these scriptures that we've just read. Look at that one part there in the bold, right in the middle of your page, top of it. The resurrection of Christ is the proof that all of God's promises now and beyond the grave are true. Why is it so important to believe that? Because it makes a difference on your destiny. Where are you going when you die? You say, well, I've already trusted Christ as my Savior then you're testifying that, yes, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross for my sins. And I believe he did it for me. But now, if that is true, what about verse 58 that we just read? Moreover, brother, he says, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your faith is not in vain in the Lord, your work is not in vain. What are you doing for the Lord because of it? If it doesn't change your life, you don't know the Bible. You may know Christ as your Savior. You're going to heaven when you die. But you're not there yet. Isn't it a shame if you live your life in vain, wasting your precious time that God's given you to live? Because, you see, if this is true, then you ought to know and believe that beyond the grave, I'm going to be in heaven, and I'm going to get a new body, And I'm going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ and God is going to reward me for what I did for him. And I'm going to suffer the loss of what I could have had based upon how you're living for the one who died for you. Now, he loved you so much that he paid for your sins. And he came back from the dead. Our life should be our way of saying how much we love the Lord because of what he's done for us. But a lot of people don't love God. They don't love him. They despise him. And by their lives, their testimony, they preach that they don't believe he's alive. Oh, they may have trusted Christ as their Savior, but they're living like Jesus is dead. Like God doesn't know and God doesn't watch. I want you to look at some of these problems. Look at the problems. That all of these problems that are mentioned here are right here in your Bible. And they ask questions that many times we have the same questions. You see there at number one, if Christ is not risen, you have believed in vain. Let me just ask you a question. How many of you in this room believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for all the sins of the world, and was buried and came back again from the dead, and you believe he did that for you? Let me see your hand. Put it up. All right, put it down. Do you really believe it? If Christ did not come back from the dead, your trusting him to save you is all in vain if he did not come back from the dead. That means that every time we have someone that we know and we love and they, we have a funeral service for them or a memorial service, we go to the cemetery and we place that body in the grave and we all have that hope that we're going to see them again Well, if Christ did not come back from the dead, you'll never see that person again. And that means that they're dead, and they died, and they perished. There's nothing more to it if Christ did not come back from the dead. Look at the next statement. Number two there, all the witnesses are liars. There is no other way to get around it. They testified they saw him. After his resurrection, they said, we saw Christ. Over 500 at one time says they saw him after his resurrection. They must have all been lying. You see, if the resurrection really didn't happen, nobody saw him because he was dead. That's all there is to life. You die and that's it. I asked a man one time, I says, where are you going when you die? He says, Tennessee. I said, what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? He said, I just believe that when you die, that's the end of it. I said, Can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, have you ever died before? He said, well, no. I said, then you don't know that's true, do you? (laughs) Look at number three. There is no resurrection. If Christ didn't come back, then there is absolutely no resurrection of anybody because he claimed to be God in the flesh. And while he was here, They said he walked on water. It says he can make the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, and even can raise the dead. But we know that was just a myth. None of that's true. What difference does it make? I remember somebody saying that. What difference does it make? Oh, yes, that was Hillary. How she got herself into this sermon, I don't know. Look at number four. Number four, then our preaching is in vain. It means that everything that I'm preaching about isn't worth a quarter. Sometimes that's why we only get a quarter from some people. It's a waste of time. Look how many preachers there are across the country. Look how many different kinds of religion there are. All promising something beyond this life. I don't care if you believe in Buddha, Mohammed, or Confucius, or a foot-washing Aborigine. They all believe in something. That life after death, but if there is no life after death, how does anybody know that you can live after you die? Only because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He is the proof that there's life after death. Because outside of that, you have no proof. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the foundation upon which Christianity has been built. Christ died on the cross. A lot of people died on crosses. Christ was crucified, yes. He shed his blood. A lot of people shed their blood. He died. A lot of people die. If there's no resurrection, there's no difference between Jesus dying and any other man dying. The only reason we believe he is God in the flesh and every promise he made is true. He said, I have power to lay it down my life, and I have power to take it up again. Nobody else has ever done that. He is the proof that there's life after death. If there is a resurrection, but if there be no resurrection, well, look what he says. And then in verse number 5, we are found Jehovah's Witnesses of God. I believe that there is a resurrection. Jesus Christ is who he claimed to be. And I know that I have eternal life. I know that I'm going to heaven whenever I die. But see, if there's no resurrection, you can't know that. Because you don't have anything to base it upon. Your opinion is just like, well, we had everybody raise their arm. Raise your arm, you lose your charm. But opinions are like armpits. Everybody got them, they all stink. And everybody got opinions. Isn't it a shame nobody agrees with anybody? Every man is going after his, well... Does his own thing, goes his own way. And that's why it's hard for people to get along, because we're so independent. We all want to be little bosses. and we don't like anybody telling us what we can and cannot do and where we can and cannot go and how we can and cannot live. And here's God. God says, "I made you, and I have the right to tell you." Well, how do you know there's a God? Have you seen him lately? The resurrection of Jesus Christ is what puts everything in true focus. So you can really see and understand beyond this life. Look at the next statement. You see, if there is no resurrection, the dead do not rise. And having a grave, and that's just a planting of a body in a grave. In uh, First Corinthians, it talk about that's like a seed that's planted, and something's going to grow. These bodies are going to come back from the dead because God said so. Well, how do we know to take him at his word? Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Look at number eight there. I wrote down here. Ye are yet in your sins. It means that you have sinned and you are going to have to pay for your sins and you are condemned to an eternity in hell. But if there is no resurrection of Christ, that means there's no justice in this world. It means a lot of people do a lot of things wrong to a lot of other people and they don't have to pay for it. I remember years ago we was always taught crime does not pay. Don't tell people in Washington that. They go in there and they make a, a little salary and they walk out with 10, 15 million dollars worth. Where do they get it? They weren't for us. And that's all we paid them. So how did they get all this other money? I think somebody's been crooked somewhere along the line. They're yet in their sins. And there's no hope of it ever changing. Nothing can ever get any better. We can't change this world because we all have the same sinful desires. And it's ugly. We have a wicked, sinful nature. But look at the next statement. Number nine, they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. The Bible said that. That If there is no resurrection, then when he makes a statement in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. It means you will not perish. It means you will not go to hell when you understand what the Bible is saying. So if I trust Christ as my Savior, he gives me a guarantee I will not perish. But if there's no resurrection, that verse isn't true. John 3, 16 isn't true. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, that you're saved by grace, it isn't true. 1 John 5, 13, these things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. That's not a true verse if there's no resurrection because how do you know it's true? That means that God had to tell a lie or Jesus was a liar or a apostle But he wasn't a good man. He was a deceiver. Or he was who he claimed to be. It can't be both ways. It's either one way or the other. Either this Bible is true or it's false. And the only reason we can believe this whole book is true is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Look at the next statement. Number 10, we have no hope. It means that we are here and there is no hope for anything after death. There's nothing to base it upon. There's no way of proving anything. It's all a figment of the imagination. We just made it up. We're just filled with fables. And isn't it a shame when some of God's people actually live like this Bible has no power. It can't change your life like there's nothing worth living for. Just pleasure and sin for a season. Do whatever you want to do. Do your own thing. It doesn't matter how godly you may be. Well, see, if there's no resurrection, none of it's true, go for it. Just go for it. Do whatever you want to do. Live like the devil. But, of course, there is none. You know, if the Bible isn't true. Look at the next statement. And this is a true verse. This is why we have the problem in our schools today and in a lot of churches and in our country is because we are all men most miserable. People are living a miserable life. And to keep from being so miserable, they want to be happy. So they do what makes them happy, what pleases them. And it's always temporary because your desires keep changing and you're never satisfied. Only the truth, the Lord, can really satisfy a person and give purpose to everything. Because, see, if there's no resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, there's no purpose to life. We're all a bunch of accidents. I've heard a lot of parents say that about their kids, too. Look at the solution to the problem. If Christ did come back from the dead, if he did, number one, you have not believed in vain. Now, you can believe it or not believe it. Nobody can make you believe on Jesus Christ. It's not something you can force a person to do. You can force them to lie, but you can't force them to believe. I can't stand up here with a machine gun and I'm going to shoot every person in here that doesn't trust Christ the Savior. How many of you would like to trust Christ as Savior? Oh, hand would go up. Because I'm just going to shoot the ones that don't. So can I force somebody to really trust and to believe this is about, no, I can't do it. It won't work. But see, if it's true, I want to know. But I don't want to take and be some hypocritical person, religious nut, you know, looking down my long fierce, so you know that everybody, y'all think I'm like Kellogg's cornflakes, just a little bit better. I'm a dirty, lousy, stinking, rotten sinner now to go to hell. Just like you. We're all sinners. But if the Bible isn't true, who cares? There's no purpose to anything. But you have not believed in vain because Jesus did come back from the dead. Number two, all the witnesses told the truth. They did see him. I can't make you believe what they said. But when you get that many witnesses, there's more truth and proof that Jesus Christ was here than George Washington, the President of the United States. More on Christ. He's affected more people all over the world because he was alive and he was real. When it says he was alive and died and rose again, that means he was alive and he was dead and he's alive again. And I believe it. Number three, there is a resurrection. And if he came back from the dead, he also had power to come back from the dead. But remember while he was here, there was a man named Lazarus who also had died and Christ brought him back from the dead. So he has the power to raise himself back from the dead, and he has the power to take somebody else and bring them back from the dead, then you and I don't have anything to worry about because he has the power to do what he promised to do. See, all of the promises of God hangs upon this truth. is Jesus Christ who he claimed to be. He came back from the dead. How many times have you seen so far in your life somebody who was dead come back to life? You said, Well, I was on the table and I saw this bright light, and then he said I was dead for 20 minutes and they brought me back to life. No, no, no. If you were dead, you're dead. There's no doctor going to bring you back. Because when you're dead, you're absent from the body, and there's no doctor anywhere that can reach out there and get a hold of you and bring you back. Not a one. Now, the next statement our preaching is not in vain. This has given me greater purpose than anything else I've ever seen in life. Knowing that I can explain this good news to somebody. See, the resurrection of Christ is what makes it good news. It's the proof that when he says, He that believeth in me hath everlasting life, I have everlasting life. And so this body one day will die, but I have everlasting life. And my everlasting life does not start when I die. Physically, it started the day I trusted Christ as my Savior. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. That's when I got it, the day I trusted Christ as my Savior, 57 and a half years ago. And I remember the day and the place because I was there when it happened, and I guess I ought to know. Next question. We are true witnesses of God. If you believe in the resurrection, then what we're saying is the truth. And people ought to believe the truth. You see, I can't prove Christ came back from the dead. But you can't prove he didn't. It's a matter of do you want to take and believe it or not. Since nobody can force anybody to believe. There's something on the inside of me that says I want to know God. God. And I don't want to be trapped in some man-made religion. And I don't want people trying to cram religion down my throat. I want to know the truth. And I believe that God made salvation in such a way that you can know whether it's true or whether it's false. If God so loved me, and he wants me to spend eternity in heaven with him, then he'll make a way. And he did. And he said it would be free. Whosoever believeth. It's a gift. I don't have to earn God's love. I don't have to work for God's love. He gave it to me freely. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. That means this is what He did. He died on the cross and paid for our sin. And if we will believe that, see, that's what He did. But if we'll believe what He said, then I know I have eternal life. And that I'll never perish. I'm going to be with the Lord for all eternity. It's the greatest hope any man can ever have.